0: Did they call detectives dickies in England, or was that an American thing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't think. Dicks. No, Dicks is definitely a 1920s American term.
0: Alright, well, they yeah. biggies, mm-hmm. you know, pigs is not a,
2: that's not a London thing. No, sure. you didn't call them peelers in Peel, actually,
1: you, yeah, we did. Call, like in the bobbies? north of England, in the north England, we called them peelers coppers, for right, sure. Okay.
0: Peelers. So I'm wondering if there's a differentiation between like detectives and and, and beat cops. Oh, definitely. But like in terms of slang.
1: I mean, I don't know any slang for detectives. Pe- peelers, coppers. I think bobbies is a bit more modern. Probably. I would say we go with coppers or peelers Cop- in general. Coppers. But for very detectives, easy. I've got no idea.
3: Yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm? 1974, a slang dictionary published in London listed the definition of pig as a policeman and informer.
1: Yeah, it's a very modern term.
3: Uh, eighteen seventy four sorry eighteen seventy four mm-hmm. so uh, it would have been uh, fresh on the scene we can be eepity up
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of a Systemagnostic Actual Play. I'm Jan. I'm your host and game master. Mike, you're trying to give his microphone cuddlingus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Erica.
4: I'm playing Maeve. Uh, you are liaison to the dead.
3: Uh, hey, I'm Chucky, and I play Jacques de Beauregard.
1: The Beauregard?
3: No, no, de 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 Beauregard. It means of Beauregard. Oh. Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. my apologies he's a he's, uh, he's uh, a little bit of noblesse you know a little bit of a uh, little bit of blue blood in his in his uh, in his <laughs> blood in, in his uh, in his veins in his veins
1: I wish you guys could see the gesture that Charles is doing right now because it definitely does not <laughs> <It> does not <laughs> look like veins. veins
3: no <laughs> more, <Yeah. laughs> more like
1: gripping giant testicles <laughs>
3: I mean, that, that's, that's pretty much how, how I say uh, Jacques de Borgard's name every, every week. It's Jacques de Borgard! Cupper
1: <laughs> of troll testicles.
5: Yes. <laughs> that should be your tagline. Juggler! <laughs>
0: um. My name is Mike, and I play Lloyd.
2: Sweet Lloyd. I'm Fabio, and I play Connor O'Leary. And I've forgotten what the tagline I came up with was.
1: <laughs> how much did you <laughs> smoke before you came today
2: oh um i play connor o'leary and i had afraid no ghost
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Noice. Sigh.
2: laughs>
1: all righty i would like to kick off the uh character introductions this week with a big question what is your character's favorite drink and what happened the last time that they got drunk
2: connor's favorite drink is obviously whiskey but he also likes tea. He probably prefer, prefers tea, to be honest with you. Mm. And he doesn't really get drunk. He, he, he can drink an awful lot, and then he just, like, stands up straighter and gets a bit more quiet, and maybe, like, looks at books on the shelf so something if he's in a social situation.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Is This Connor or Is This Fabio?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I also do not get drunk, I suppose. Uh... Yeah, so I can't imagine that he gets drunk.
1: Mm, But he's a massive
2: capacity for alcohol.
1: mm, But are you saying that he's never been drunk?
2: Uh, It's been a very long time. Mm. Like, I mean, the guy's in, he's hitting 60. Mm. Those days are long behind him.
1: So tell us about a time when he was uh, young and frivolous and he had a dumb drinking incident. Maybe (laughs) in his military days? Mm, Did he get razzed?
3: Early military days, yeah. There,
2: There was one time he stepped outside of a pub in rural france and uh he says he was hit by other people say he hit or rather walked into a horse and it led to fisticuffs
1: with the horse with the horse
2: (laughs) uh i i I must know it didn't ruin their friendship (laughs) okay good and they were able to they were able to make up soon after but who won uh the it horse. depends on who you ask uh, it depends on what your criteria for winning are don't ask the horse yeah
1: <laughs> no, he's a sneaky fucker he lies all the time he came out with a
2: best friend who's a horse so you tell me who's winning <laughs>
1: <laughs> i thought Jacques was your best friend
2: well no. best uh, yeah
3: well we're, we're 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 more like brothers uh? he has
2: a group of best friends <laughs> of different species so he's got a horse yeah. best friend he's got a dog best friend he's got a human best friend yeah, yeah, yeah. no no when <laughs> do I, have,
4: a best friend
2: uh, presumably yeah. I'm sure Capitaine has had many
3: best friends in his time and his travels and his, 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 his recounts stories to me. And I'm like, whoa, incredible. Incredible. When will Jacques meet somebody like that horse? <laughs> That's it. Stanley. <laughs> St- Stanley. Wait, he was a French horse called Stanley. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Stanley. St- <laughs> Stanley, Stanley.
3: <laughs> Males a real punk punk.
5: <laughs>
3: Did not see that coming. <laughs> that's that's probably the most shocking part of that whole story.
4: Oh dear. Uh, Who was L- next?
3: Lloyd. Huh? Lloyd. Uh,
0: Lloyd's favorite drink is. Ale of sorts. What else would you What else would you like as a street urchin? I don't think <laughs> Lloyd or any of his associates are in a position to be naming specific drinks.
3: <laughs> well, what's his
0: favorite ale? Well,
1: well go red ale, IPA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Whatever's the cheap shit. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Whatever's the dregs and drip tray.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he not have a, a favorite uh, brewery? You know, like Young's? I think we
0: went there before. We went to the Bottle and Stopper, right? That was what? his local. Yeah, yeah. And they serve whatever the fuck. Uh, they, they run it like they used to. They're medieval as fuck. They brew their own. Uh, the Bottle and Stopper actually moves all around London. Hmm. Uh, it's not actually a, a, a set thing. It's a, like a pop-up. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and
0: whoever... Whoever brews the whoever happened to brew the ale that that season runs it from their house.
1: Because <laughs> we also said the botland stopper also serves all the whatever falls off the back of the uh, the ships in the dock.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's not. There's never too far from the dock. Mm-hmm. There's a commune, <laughs> and it moves around. It just keeps around. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's cool. I think yes. When, beer. When, when was the last but not time? Not beer, technically, ale.
3: Mm.
1: And what happened the last time Lloyd got drunk?
0: I don't think he makes a habit of getting drunk. Uh, we already said like his alcohol is not really for drinking. Um, but in in the in 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 the um, interest of being consistent, I think last time he got drunk he set a number of fires. I think he set fire to a chapel. Mm-mm. Uh <laughs> I don't know they were just, he saw people congregating in the night and he didn't like it and also
1: um, oh did he maybe get culty vibes
0: he got culty vibes <laughs> Swingers, so, so he burned it <laughs>
1: <laughs> and had he been drinking ale that night clearly
0: yeah yeah I well, he probably hadn't drunk a lot before that um, this, I, th- I think this is way back when he like first fell in with uh, with his gang mm. um, and it was kind of like a hazing thing mm because um, I don't think he, would have, he wouldn't have been in a position to get like al- be given alcohol before uh, before the great escape uh, so yeah I think it was a one-off and he set fire maybe no maybe it was after maybe it was before he met them he set the fire and then they found him
1: ah yeah that sounds interesting you've got some skills <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at
0: burning stuff <laughs> I
1: knows a couple of lads who like to do
0: that.
3: (laughs) You seem to know your way around a matchbook.
1: (laughs) How'd you like to burn stuff for a living?
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. So that's what happened.
1: And what happened the next day? I mean, he got recruited, but what happened to the to the chapel?
0: Um, what happened to the chapel? I don't know. It ran away.
1: (laughs) 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 All right.
4: Who's next? My turn.
5: Good like
4: Mave's favorite drink? Uh, well, number one, she likes coffee. Coffee over tea, any day. Uh, alcoholic drink would be either a dry red wine or a Scotch on the rocks. Um, yeah. And last time she got drunk, I don't imagine she gets drunk super often. Uh, but I think the last time she did was probably at some sort of social dinner or event in New York, and she may or may not have brought somebody home with her afterwards.
1: Mm. <laughs> Who can say? Is this a dinner that she was invited to as like a guest, or invited to do to, to work? Ah, uh, I would say she was invited to
4: do some card reading, and then um, once that was done, she was allowed to mingle with the guests. Mm. So. A little, a little of Colme, a, a, little of Colm
1: And tell us about the person that she went home with.
4: Um, a lady by the name of Janet uh, Harris, who it was visiting from one of the southern states. Mm-hmm. You pick one. Like a, a fancy lady? She had a charming southern accent. Oh,
1: <laughs> you know that that goes straight to my heart yeah mm-hmm. and what happened the next day
4: the next day mm. was I mean, it was
1: it all flusters and embarrassments or no i would say the next day they c- carried on <laughs> <laughs> nice so for for Maeve, uh, kind of a successful last time she got drunk yeah she's not complaining Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> a see, good...
1: all, all three of these guys have said, I don't think my character oh, yes. really gets drunk very often. I want to see you say that with a straight face about <laughs> Jacques.
3: <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, Jacques, interestingly enough, Doesn't really get drunk. Jacques loves the feeling of of a slight inebriation. He likes the feeling, you know, that tingly. He likes being. uh, How do they say? White girl wasted. No, no, no. Buzzed. He he (laughs) likes he likes to maintain. Yeah, tipsy. He loves that feeling. Most of the time, he knows how to balance it. He's had a, he's had years, years of experience, really fine tuning the perfect moment. You know, the, the, and and you want to lengthen it. You want to start early and you want to lengthen it. So he's all day basically
1: long. a tantric drinker.
3: We, oui. uh, that is it. Um, uh, never, never quite finishes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just continues uh, now. As a good Frenchman, he will say that uh, champagne, of course, is the only thing that he 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 can say is his favorite drink. Uh, not Procheco, please. Uh, what other people make in other countries? That's not wine. Uh, let's not pretend, please. Uh, p- please, <laughs> please. Uh, what else? He
1: uh, he says to all of our local German we, audience. We ab-
3: absolutely. Uh, that that being said, here's the truth. Uh, uh, I I believe Jacques. Um, doesn't care that much he enjoys a good drink and like everybody will tell you a good drink is only good because it has good company uh Aww, yeah, that's yeah yeah sweet. i don't think i don't think you'll find jack drinking on his own that much um what else what what, what oh.
1: happened the last time he
4: got drunk?
3: Uh, uh I mean, I think he debated
4: our, with Maeve about ghosts. <laughs> yeah, we've seen
3: it before. that, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I think the real question is what happened last time he blacked out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what our viewers want to to hear. Our viewers or auditors. All the
1: details. Voilà,
3: and uh, he doesn't remember. He was blacked out. Haha, ha, I got you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. um... um <laughs> For Jacques <laughs> to truly, truly black out, for, for Jacques to really, really let loose, uh, either of two things must happen. One, a, an incredible celebration, uh, but probably more to the truth is a terrible tragedy. A terrible tragedy must happen. For Jacques to, to get black out, he will drink to forget. And that is not something that Jacques would want uh, people to see, probably. Uh, and that is why uh, Jacques rarely drinks on his own.
2: How can you do you how do you explain that time that uh, Michael Caine found you asleep in a wedding dress, which you were uh, wearing backwards? That
3: that that was a great celebration. <laughs> Jacques was invited at the wedding and uh, Jacques was invited by the bride and the groom. To uh, consummate uh, the marriage, so,
5: <laughs> and of course,
3: being the scamp that he is, uh, he ran home with the dress, uh although he doesn't remembers it, and he thinks he was invited by the bride and <laughs> <in> the groom.
1: <laughs> that's what he tells everyone. Yeah, that's what he
3: tells everyone. If, if they ask, uh Jacques, is, again, one more time, will will never. Uh, give away such information uh, he doesn't
4: kiss and tell well, he's uh, never
3: well, been able well, to yes. find that invite
2: again <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> perhaps it never existed yeah. well,
4: uh. i
1: just love the idea that blackout drunk jacques crashed a wedding <laughs> yes. and stole a wedding dress after causing a nuisance <sighs> to some poor crying bride in the background <laughs> as jacques is running off into the night with a dress
3: <laughs> uh that sounds That sounds like something I would do and something Jacques would do indeed. I think uh, in this, Jacques and I are are, are (laughs) eye to eye.
1: Yes. (laughs) Sounds like a good time. (laughs) Alrighty. On that note, why don't we get this episode kicked off with a recap. Uh, Recap. We began with Maeve having a horrifying experience whilst trying to get a read in from the ragdoll of Rosie. The vision showed her the body of a young woman by a river in a pool of blood. After being left shaken and exhausted, Maeve retired with Jacques to the HQ as Connor and Lloyd tapped into their information networks to follow the trail. Lloyd spoke with Victoria Black queen of a fleet of river runners and several members of a riverside community eventually leading him to the scene in Maeve's vision which had apparently been cleaned up by policemen some days ago Meanwhile Connor met with Detective Lazar an old army buddy and current Detective Chief Inspector of Scotland Yard Lazar gave him access to reports from recently found bodies which did not reveal any details about Rosie but did give him information about where these bodies go. After reconvening, Maeve and Connor set out to his Gentlethems club to make use of their extensive paranormal libraries, and Jacques left with Lloyd to meet his oddball coroner friend to investigate bodies with missing organs. He informed them that he had indeed received several such Jane and John Doe's, the most recent being a young red-haired woman with her lungs ripped out.
4: So which of the two groups are we starting
1: with? We are actually going to start with a cutscene. Oh.
4: Oh, la, la.
2: 90-minute mm. cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jan acting
5: <laughs> Okay, guys. Oh, after <laughs> you, sir? <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you are the fire
3: gentleman here. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. You really gave it to you all. Uh, let's see your reaction next week. <laughs>
1: Great, thanks for helping me setting, <laughs> setting an interesting fun scene But never mind So, crickety-crack We open Camera up In a very dimly lit But beautiful hallway In the Parnell Explorers and Occultists Club At the end of the corridor there We can see the opening To the salon The camera is slowly rolling down the corridor approaching the salon. As the view goes down the corridor, we go past an open door, and at the side we can see the back of Maeve. Maeve is looking at the shelves, picking down books, looking over them, looking very, um, very into her work, uh, and very intrigued by all the books around her. She looks very, very um, focused. Mm-hmm, very focused. And the camera continues to scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. And then we open up into the salon. It's got some nice, I'd say like gas lamp. It's got this nice kind of uh, orangey haze. Feels very, very comfortable. There's a quiet tick of a clock. There's an open fire. Maybe some light music playing in the background. It's very serene. And we see the figure of Connor in his very, very comfy chair. By the fire, McCracken has laid down, and is slightly snoring. Connor's had quite a bit of a day, He's starting to relax down. He's got his pipe in one hand, and a whiskey in the other.
3: Uh, Lloyd and I are working hard, and you guys are just kicking it back? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I am I am a scandal. Scandal that I was not invited. <laughs>
1: You did no work all day. You've been drinking all day long. <laughs> He's day drunk.
3: <laughs> all the more reason why I'm, I'm appalled. I wasn't invited for another drink. D- d- you're, you're taking this
2: out of context. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, back to our dramatic scene. We see in this serene setting, Connor is, maybe his eyes are starting to flutter down a little bit. It's very, very quiet and serene. And after a few minutes, McCracken looks up and he gives a little bit of a whine and Connor you feel on the back of your neck a very familiar feeling those familiar eyes boring into the back of your head
2: um, so I think Connor's eyes are slowly open and uh, yeah he'll probably like grip the, the armchair the, the arms of the chair uh, before lifting him, picking himself up and walking over to the fire it's probably a a, a mirror over the fire sure and um, yeah he's looking right in her face mm-hmm. of this figure who's standing behind his chair
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh
1: you want to tell us what she looks like she currently has the hood over her face so if you want to describe what she looks like to us
2: so it's like it's a it's a very fine black cape that she's wearing and the hood is hiding her face in shadow uh you can probably see her chin coming out of the shadow um and it looks like a young woman's chin um He's not happy to see her at all, though. Um, and her clothes are hidden by, by the rest of the cloak. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, she's not saying anything yet. But he might address her in the mirror and say, What, what the feck do you want this time? <laughs> Can you not just leave me in peace just once? <laughs>
1: Maeve can't see this, right? She's in a different room. Maeve's, Maeve's not even there. Got it. <clears throat> um, so as you as you say that, say that, um, a kraken gives a little bit of a little growl, but he kind of sinks a little bit more into the ground. Are you watching her in the mirror? Yeah. Okay. So as you watch her in the mirror and you say that to her, she slowly starts to raise her head and the hood. Starts to slowly fall back. This has never happened before. You've never seen her face at this point in her... What's the word I'm looking for? When she's in this form, Mm -hmm. you've never seen her face before. She's never shown her face. The hood begins to fall back and you see the face of a very beautiful young woman long red hair and bright green eyes but very kind of almost blue sallow skin and she has the look on her face of just pure abject sorrow there's tears streaming down her face and the hood falls all the way back and she's still looking at the back of your head and as she looks at the back of your head she starts to reach out Her arms to you, almost like beckoning, and her face becomes like sad and twisted and panicked, like almost like begging, beckoning here, here. And as she reaches out to you, she's got this—the look of panic on her face starts to um, morph. Her face becomes pulled and drawn, and her mouth, her jaw. Cracks open, her jaw falls down. She reaches out her hand towards you and she looks like she's taking a a huge, huge gasp of air. And just as it looks like she's about to say something or screech something at you and reaching out her, her gripping hand towards you, there's a huge crash. And you look over and by the door someone, one of the other members of the club has knocked over the silverware by the door and as you look back up in the mirror, she's gone.
2: Um, it'll take a moment for uh, for Connor to get his wits back about him <laughs> and to recovery, probably leans against the the, um, Mantlepiece. Uh, mantelpiece. Yeah, um, He'll st- tell McCracken he's a good boy, and does he know who who knocked over the th- the silverware?
3: Are you thinking what I'm thinking?
2: Probably, probably not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Somebody else saw your uh, friend.
2: That would be a first.
3: That's why they dropped the. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Think about it. <laughs>
1: Sorry, can you repeat that? P- probably. <laughs> give it your best shot. Uh,
2: cue, Give me a cue. <laughs> what was going on?
1: Hit me with your
4: best uh, shot. Oh yeah, the, 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 the someone got dropped knocked it
1: somewhere.
2: Yeah, 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 You look back in the mirror and did's d- d- gone. Did Connor see who dropped dropped it? Are they still in the doorway?
1: Yeah. I, I originally I thought I originally just thought it would be Barnabas, but I'm like, no. Butler in his right mind would accidentally knock over silverware. So if we want it to be maybe some clumsy member of the society, we can absolutely do that. It is. It's Christopher Holland. Christopher Holland. He's very clumsy. Clumsy Christopher. There's your alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. So Christopher has come in. He's uh, carrying a whole bunch of books under his arms, and he's tripped himself over, and he's knocked a bunch of silverware off the side the side table, and he looks up and he's like, Oh, I... I'm. I'm so sorry. I. I didn't know there was anyone else in here. My. I'm. I'm. I'm so ashamed. My God. Uh, and then Barnabas is instantly behind him with like a, some towels on his hand. And he's like, it's all fine, sir. And starts to like dab up some of the like water from the decanter and starts replacing some of the silverware on the tray. He probably follows Christopher around, knowing that he's clumsy. So it's probably. Um, a known part of Barnabas's job to keep an eye on him but this noise this sudden distraction seems to have dispelled the moment and now Connor I need you to make me a fear
2: Remind me if you will yes. how many dice I need to use
1: You a roll? will roll either your logic or your empathy and usually you'll get a bonus die for every extra PC who is present but is Maeve none. is still not present so whichever is higher, logic or empathy.
2: Uh, that was all a fail.
1: Fail. So either you can accept the fail and you choose um, a fear condition. you take a condition and one of the terrified um, conditions. I can't think of a better word for it. Or you can push the roll, um, and if you succeed, you only get one condition. Uh, if you fail, you have to take two conditions. So the 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 fee the. The terrified conditions are like uh, flee, freeze, faint, or attack. So you get one of those terrified conditions plus, like, a mental condition or a physical condition. Push it.
2: Or I push it and I risk getting two conditions.
1: But no terrified... If you fail, you get two conditions, but no terrified condition.
2: All right, let's push it. Okay. I mean... Yeah, it took him by surprise, but he's seen this before. He can handle it. No, he can't.
1: (laughs) So I make you roll a fear roll because she's never behaved like this before. And I'm trying to find my conditions tables. Where are my conditions? Ah, um, roll me a D66.
2: Red is 10. That's a 51.
1: Okay. (laughs) That's really bad. I'll give you again. I'll read you the physical and the mental, and you can decide. Okay. Fifty-one is ashamed. Okay. Um, defect, self-loathing, manipulation minus one for one d six hours or ruptured bowel.
5: Jesus Christ! <laughs> you have
1: to you have to wear a colostomy bag. Agility minus one for one d six hours. What the fuck? <laughs>
2: So I get to pick one of these.
1: Yes. I feel uh, like I, a think, I think
2: I'll go with the shamed one, yeah, because uh, he, huh. What, huh. Uh, he because yeah, he's not usually a, afraid of her.
1: Mm-hmm. So roll me a d6. That's a one. So you have manipulation minus one for one hour. Okay. Now roll me a d66 again for your second condition. Another
2: 51. It's one. a 34.
1: So you can have either disgusted, hits, filth, medicine, minus one. 54, did you say? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
5: No, 34. 34.
1: 34. Or back injury, hunchback, agility minus one.
2: Uh, Let's go with the disgust because her face all grossed open.
1: I mean, she was pretty at first, but... Okay, Mm. so that gives you medicine minus one, which I think is kind of arbitrary for you, I guess. Yeah, it is.
3: What did you do to her? Was that a jilted lover?
1: Jacques, you're not there. You're
4: not there.
5: <laughs> I know.
3: It
0: blagues your mind. <laughs>
1: okay, so, um, Connor, take it away. The scene is yours.
2: Um, what was that guy's name? Holland. It was Christopher Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah. Christopher Holland, yeah. Uh, Holland, don't break your leg, goddammit man. <laughs> and I'll, I'll help him to pick up the books.
1: Yes, not again. I, I, I can't afford another breakage this year. <laughs> I'll never get to go back on my expedition. It's been cancelled so many times. We're going to have to
2: put a bullet in your holland like a, a racehorse.
1: Oh, come on. I'm not quite ready for the knacker's yard yet.
2: <laughs> um, what happened to you, man? Just clumsiness?
1: Oh, 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 well, your
2: usual clumsiness, or did something startle you?
1: I, I just think I, I had far too many books and. I could have sworn that something stubbed my toe, and I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hold on to all the books, Dash at all.
2: I, I don't get the impression that he saw something that I don't want him to have seen, okay. Um, in that case, I will help him. I, what, what what books was he carrying?
1: Hmm. Uh, I'll create one, and then you guys can tell me what he's reading.
0: <laughs> the Secret Life of Cockroaches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure let 's go with that theme um, I think he's also got an illustration book of um, brownies and Fay and their animal world mounts
2: at the, at this point, I would like to point out that you have fobbed off this improvisation on us and i would like to draw your mind back to a time when i was gming for you and you forced me to come up with multiple types of sandwiches <laughs> and different stalls <laughs> for like three hours
1: and how long ago was that fabio it before was a while I, ago yeah it was a long time ago before i'd done any of this so i've been doing this for like a year and a half
2: I'm just fucking with cut you cut me some slack <laughs> Um we're thinking sorry what, what was the last book
1: what what books uh, an illustrated an illustration book of fay creatures and their animal mounts oh cockroaches being one
2: i think he has um i think he has a book on artifacts from what was the uh, exhibition of from uh, yeah the the, uh, the
1: one or the egyptian one or the, the uh, indian one the indian one the indian one uh, the official exhibition name is jewels of india
2: i think he has a book on that topic oh ho and i'm gonna ask him if i can borrow mm, yes i'm gonna ask him if i can borrow it there's no reason for him to say no I'll get it straight back to you, man. <clears throat>
1: oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, yes, of course. I, I'm, I'm so sorry for disturbing you. Oh, of course, I, I have quite a lot of material to go through already. Uh, p- p- please, please do take it as my apology.
2: Bless, bless his good evil, old chap.
1: <laughs> yeah, and maybe I can now uh, take one of these uh, chairs. I can already feel the swelling in my shin.
2: Yeah, you better, you better get off your feet before you, before you fall off them.
1: I would say probably by this point, Maeve has heard this commotion. Mm-hmm. Is she going to come and join? Yeah, she'll and come And find in. out what the noise is. She'll
4: come in. Let's see what all the fuss is you've,
2: about. You've missed all the action, Maeve.
4: <laughs> what is going on in here?
2: It was just... Um,
4: Holland? Christopher Holland? Holland,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, Holland was just had a bit of an accident. He's fine, he's fine. But um, I took an interest in this book which he was carrying
4: what is it I'll show By you the hand. cover
1: what does it say
2: it says fabled artifacts of
1: I mean I can think of something but you need to tell me what you want the content to be
2: I want the content to be um, I want uh, I want it to have some infor- potentially have some information about the artifacts that we saw in the museum um, not, not like, like the ones that you told us the names of remember? Mm-hmm. And you showed us pictures and I want to get some more information on those like the stories behind them
1: History and folklore of uh, spirituality and objects um, throughout the history of the Indian continent. Indian continent That is a long book name
5: It is
4: Most,
1: mm. most uh, fun scientific books are
3: Uh, Are we still coming up with uh, book names?
1: No, I think we've moved on now. Unless you have something really cool that I can cut in.
3: Yes. Uh, Bed, Bugs and Beyond. (laughs) A catalogue of the insects that live with us. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I could jump off the cockroach thing.
4: I, really I was waiting for
3: my turn as well. Christopher <laughs> I
4: was like... is apparently really into bugs. <laughs> I re- no, I'm really worried about Christopher now. Like, what's happening at his house? No, he's just into insects
5: bugs and their oh, magical yeah.
4: properties. He like the he's the the club's uh, etymologist. Correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is terrifying, considering he's clumsy and probably mm. knocks over containers oh, full of bugs no.
3: all the time. <laughs>
1: So, before we get into the interaction with Maeve, I just wanted to ask, what's Connor thinking? Like, it's all happened very quickly, and he's had to deal with uh, Christopher. Like, what's going on in his head right now?
2: I think what happened is the book fell open on a page that had a picture that was of an artefact that he uh, recognised. So, that's as much thought as he put into it. He just grabbed the book.
1: I meant uh, his thought about the scary incident that just happened.
2: Oh, right, okay. (laughs)
5: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I we, suppose we, we,
2: he's, he might still be thinking about that, actually. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes,
3: don't mind the powerless. improv. Think about the thing the GM set up for us. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I gave you a dramatic intro. Uh, Come yeah, on, man.
2: <laughs> um,
1: I mean, he hasn't had a lot of time to process.
2: He has not Usually he's a bit Like I mean He's used to like Bouncing back from this Of course he saw her face This time In As, as you said And he hasn't seen That before Um I can't help But like Think Redhead Headed girl We've been looking For a redheaded girl What What gives Um Except he'd say it More eloquently than that um. uh, Am
1: I Am I Am I being racist By making her redhead Just because she's Irish Yes <laughs> No <laughs>
2: Yes, there's not that many redheaded people in Ireland.
4: Yes, but Ireland and Scotland have the highest concentration of redheads in the world.
2: Yeah, but it's still not that many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only because there's not that many Dude, people there, period. It's twelve
4: percent of the population compared to two percent of the world. Okay. Sorry, Connor. Please continue. So
2: yeah, he's a he's he's a little bit shaken, but he's used to getting past that. Um, but he's he he's he's taken aback that it did scare him. Like it hasn't scared him for a long time because he's been seeing her since he was a child mm-hmm. and uh, quite regularly like so he's never usually shocked like this um he's he's starting to think is there a kind of uh is this a sign is she like saying something to him by revealing herself like this especially since she's got red hair and her description kind of sounds like Rosie, maybe um He's also thinking of another red-headed girl, County Clare, that he once <laughs> <laughs> fell
4: for. Oh, and Maeve, too? They're
3: <laughs> surrounded
1: by redheads.
3: She she did love, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
1: like, when, when Connor has seen her in the past, she's never, like, she's always just been there and looking sullen and that's it, like... This has never really happened before, like of her moving or something, interaction or something like that. or
2: Not so much interaction, no. Like when he was his child, he did see her move and like point a hand, um, usually at like a relative or exclusively at relatives who then died very soon after. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, the fact that she's, she's moving and showing some animation, it doesn't bode well.
1: Mm. Because you haven't lived in uh, Connor hasn't lived in Ireland for a long time. It's so been she, quite a while. She hasn't had much cause until now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's definitely still shaken. He's a little sick to the stomach, mm-hmm. um, but glad of the distraction now of this book that he can. Even though he hasn't really thought about what he might find in here, he's and Maeve just walked in. He was like, "Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to jump on this opportunity to not think about that."
1: So Maeve's just walked into this
4: scene. And you've blamed the commotion on Christopher because it was who, his fault. Who Maeve has not met. No. So she just kind of like, who's Christopher? <laughs>
2: that's that's not important right now, though. Look at this book. I open the page.
4: She will take the book from his hands and look at the page that he's so desperately gesturing to. What's on the page?
2: On the page is can um uh could you you couldn't pull up those pictures of the artifacts, could you? Uh, okay. So it's of the sword. Um, it's of an ornate sword. Uh, one which we saw in the uh, museum, which has what looks like a bone, curved bone handle. And it has... Um,
1: is this uh, Arabic writing that's on it? If it's the one that I'm thinking of, yes. I can't see what you're looking at, but... Yes, that is the one with the uh, ornate Nask script, I believe.
2: And has the script on it. So yes, he recognizes that from the museum. Um... Maybe flicking through the pages, find some other artifacts they that you recognize. All recognizes. in there?
1: Everything from the museum? I would probably say no. It would be a very huge coincidence that this particular book <laughs> has those particular artifacts. That's why Mave asked. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that you maybe see one or two. This book is uh, discussing um, a theory of. Um, Attachments to objects of uh, like supernatural entities and how they could be attached to uh, objects of importance. Um, You could surmise that at least like one or two of the objects from the exhibit is there as an example of a highly uh, culturally regarded artefact that could uh, very well have some kind of um, entity or spirit attached to it.
2: That's, That's what it is. There we go.
1: Uh, well, that's a curious find.
2: That's what I thought.
4: That's a convenient find.
2: It is, isn't it? You shouldn't have given me the power to make up a book.
4: <laughs> do you think we can find the rest of the artifacts in books in here?
2: That is, to be honest with you, that's why I brought you here. That's what I'm hoping we'll do.
1: Well, let's just say before this happened, let's wind back in time a little bit from this dramatic entry that we have back to Maeve back in a library. May have you had come to look for books about um, spirits and offerings of milk?
4: The old ways. And the old ways.
1: Would you like to do me some kind of investigation roll to see what you found? I would, yes. What would you like me to roll? Investigation.
4: So that is logic. Four, please give me six dice. That is two successes.
1: Mm-hmm. Where are my notes? I realized that I did a bunch of reading on this. I I I opened a bunch of pages for this online and didn't get a chance to read them all. (laughs) Um, So you find um, several books um, of various cultures that have some relation to offerings of milk. Um, You find, uh, for example, you find several books relating to Mongolian culture. Mm -hmm. Um, A... A culture that is um, that is focused a lot around dairy, uh, similar to some books on India and Indian gods. I was gonna say I know that,
4: out of character. I know that they would offer milk to statues, of like
1: Ganesh and such. So I'm gonna say that you you found three books of interest. Mm-hmm. One book. Um, is um, the Mongolian book. It doesn't seem to be related culturally to what's going on at the moment, um, but there have in this translation references to old ways. And that's what stuck out for you. There is a second book um, about um, religions, uh, I believe the Hindu religion and religions of India and the sacred elements of milk as offerings and you have a third book which is um, related to British British folklore uh, in that you have um, offerings in certain areas for certain kinds of brownies and uh, every time you say brownies i
4: think of the american brownies like and like the food or the, this, the like chocolate female bars no <laughs> and it makes me want brownies
2: <laughs> i'm thinking of girl scouts when you say brownies
1: <laughs> i'm thinking of girl scouts too yeah no.
2: so what, what what are you talking about you're talking about like the little pixie sort of things
1: yeah brownies are uh, also known as hearth spirits uh, or hop like in the north they're known as hobs hearth spirits um, it's not a fairy, as some people might think, um, but there are various deviations in the north of England um, of different kinds of brownies. Um, they tend to live in people's homes and they do like work around farms and such in exchange for a saucer of milk. They will leave uh, if they feel insulted very quickly, so they will do a lot of work, but they get very attached to their location, so if you're not treating the farm right, They will cause a lot of mischief um a lot of people try to give them like clothes and other offerings and they feel this is a slight and they will leave um uh, which has been a big problem for many places because they tend to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting in some places um but it's either they will either get up and leave or they will start to become aggressive and malevolent
2: what like what kind of work are they doing like admin (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're beer the New
2: York taxes, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they
2: mostly do call center work <laughs>
1: <laughs> things like uh, threshing the hay uh, churning the butter um, right. things like that like you could potentially leave overnight uh, and in the morning it's magically done but they leave out a saucer of milk um,
2: do they have wings
1: like, they churn butter for a saucer that's a lot of work for huh? just a
4: saucer of milk yeah huh?
1: Do they have wings? Reports of what they look like is usually a short, rotund humanoid, like very short humanoid, which is like shaggy and hairy with a big beard. They don't wear clothes. If you try to give them clothes, they will be very insulted and leave. Um, they do not have wings. They are not to be confused with fairies. Interesting.
2: Are they like Wombles?
1: <laughs> Wombles? No, because they live indoors.
2: Right, okay. Wombles only live outdoors, of course.
4: Uh, Maeve will take all three of these books down from the, sh- from the stacks and mosey on over to a table to uh, inspect them more closely.
1: I'd just like to point out that I had a million tabs open for this so I could give you a million sheets of paper of conflicting information. Um, Excellent. That uh, I totally didn't get chance to read over the last two weeks, so um, sorry. No, it's fine.
3: But you did very well. What the information gave us—that was pretty good.
4: Um, she she doesn't think the Mongolian one really ties to the specific case, so she's mostly going to focus on studying the Indian book and the book about British folklore. Mm-hmm. Since she's in A- Britain.
3: What was the name of uh, the old lady in the museum?
1: Mrs. Milliner.
3: Mrs. Mi- you don't think Mrs. Milliner has the Mongolian roots?
1: <laughs> definitely
3: doesn't <laughs> oh
1: so as you put them on the side to start studying them that's when the commotion happens next door right uh, so I, I'd like to say that we have like a shot of like we've gone we've kind of rewound we've got Maeve getting these books there's a loud crash and a pathetic cry from Christopher next door Maeve looks up and this is where we cut over to the morgue
5: in
0: the morgue uh, Jacques is still spouting his um his, his Scientology whoa his science um, merci <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, so, so like uh, Lloyd, Lloyd humors this because he's used to it but also Lloyd knows that uh, this is like this is pretty typical Jacques after like two or three drinks and if he gets him up to four drinks it will like change his tone a little bit so to, he's going to give what? him some of his liquor Just to just to shut him up, because for drink, Jacques is a little more uh, easy (laughs) to to get on.
1: Wow, you're just buttering him up.
3: Uh, I do not have a problem. (laughs) So
1: we're we're starting with like a small cut of you guys drinking as you enter the morgue before the reaction. You have to seeing the body.
3: What what was our reaction?
1: We you didn't have a reaction. Uh, I called. I called scene. I revealed the body and I called scene.
3: Another redhead. (laughs) <laughs> no.
1: Surrounded by
4: redheads.
3: Yes, a sea of redheads. No, uh, 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 what what do we say? What do you say when you see what we believe is uh, it's not pansy? You know, it's wild, actually, Jack. That we've uh,
0: seen another redhead today because I heard they only actually make up two percent of the
3: population. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. That's some good Scientology you have right there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Curse both of you! <laughs> <laughs> it's the only redhead in this room. I'm offended. Uh,
3: nat- natural, natural redhead. Scratch <laughs> his chin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Peter, you said you said uh, 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 good tools, bad skillsmanship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have a list of body parts that have been taken that you know of?
1: Well, like I said, ones that come from me. Mm -hmm. I had one that was uh, missing a kidney. Mm -hmm. I had one that was missing a liver. Mm -hmm. And this poor lass, she's uh, missing her lungs.
3: Mm. Now, Lloyd, didn't I tell you aristocratic cannibals? They've hired a man to do the dirty job. They've given him the tools. That's why he has no skills, but that's why he has the thing aristocratic cannibals one more time
1: I'll have to stop you there what? Jacques. because I have to tell you that they ain't no good eatings on lungs if you was a cannibal right mm. you want the good eatings that's in uh, that's in your uh, your meats
5: mm.
1: not so much your offals these days and lungs they ain't so good for that yeah? I mm. reckons if you had a cannibal ear, They'd be taking nice big chunks out of the legs, Mm. out of the hips, all the fatty parts, right? Mm -hmm. I ain't accountable. don't, don't,
3: don't. Mm, Are you sure, Peter? (laughs) Listen, I've heard about the bodies walking out of here, now I'm wondering.
1: Oh, I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) All right,
3: all right. A what?
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I see far too much of this shit every day, mate. (laughs) I'm a fucking vegetarian.
3: Well, all I had was aristocratic cannibals. Uh, What else can you tell us about the body, my friend?
0: Is the Frankenstein book? I asked this last time, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Frankenstein, 1813, I believe. Okay. And Barry we he... we uh we agreed that you knew of it, but you had not read it because you cannot read.
0: I can, I guess. You well, can. you yeah. you yeah. said, said that. that you
1: can't read, but you write all the time, so that yeah, can't well, be uh, right. Yeah,
0: let's let's wreck on that. Yeah. <laughs> that
3: makes no sense. Let's spit in the middle.
0: As he's like invented his own hieroglyphic <laughs> uh-huh. like script. <laughs>
1: Maybe Jacques has read it to you, so that then he can debate you on it later.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, um, so, aside from like raising his eyebrows and giving Peter a good old look for his uh, his rather full knowledge of of what makes good eating on a human corpse, <laughs>
1: it's just logic, isn't it?
3: It's just mm. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know you. I did for a vegetarian, you know a lot about the butcher's work.
1: Well, how many aristocrats are going out and asking for fucking offal at the butcher's mate? That's what's used getting in those pies, right? <laughs> there ain't no aristocrat asking for fucking arts and lungs and shit.
3: I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the whoever is the cannibal, I mean, already is eating human pieces. The, the, what logic is there? I I feel like the, uh, the cannibal uh, line is back on the table, no? huh? <laughs> Wait, wait for that fourth drink to say in.
5: Fourth?
0: Peter. Peter, worry. <laughs>
1: the thing is that none of us can decide what his name is. So I actually don't want him to say what his name is because oh. then it will actually make the canon. <laughs> I like the idea that we keep getting no, it wrong no, no, all no, no, the time. No, I,
3: think, I think it's <laughs> Piotr, Piotr, but you know, he's got a good English accent. He's been around, so he everybody calls him Peter. But, Piotr, yeah, Piotr or Peter, either or.
1: I think you call him Piotr because that's his real name.
3: Oh really? Mm. Okay, I. Because you Piotr.
1: already you already said that because Jacques wants everyone to call him Jacques, yes. he would call people by their real names. Indeed. So I think Jacques at least calls but, him. But, Piotr. but actually,
3: no, the, the question is, does Piotr slash Peter want people to call him by Peter or Piotr?
1: Too much details. Oh boy!
3: Listen, I think this NPC is the one that will turn the case. Let's spend more time with him. <laughs> You wanted to say You
1: wanted to ask something to him. You can call him whatever what you want.
3: Peter. Pierre.
0: Peter, Piotr. Uh I forgot
3: what I was gonna say. By God man, this anticipation.
0: I just I forgot I don't know what I was gonna say. I can't think you're gonna have to mm. take over for me. <laughs> don't worry.
3: <laughs> I'm still only at three drinks.
0: Uh, <laughs> We're
1: going backwards <laughs> oh now. Yes.
3: I've lost count. Um, shit, what else can you tell us about the body? Oh, can we have it? What? Can we take it? What? My Good mine.
1: What are you going to fucking do with it?
3: Right, maybe we'll fucking eat it. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> the lungs are out. Now we get to the good part. <laughs> <In> it.
1: <laughs> it's the uh, property of the county, innit?
3: Mm-hmm. Also, I, I, you don't want to go around London with a buddy with you. It's a bit of a football.
0: Whoa, what but do, you,
1: what are do, you uh, do you know some next to kin or something?
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Right, because this this for me is Jane Doe number four. Right?
3: No, no, no,
0: no. If you can
1: give me a name and a next to kin, then we can at least get her out of here and into somewhere proper.
0: Mm. This is Rosie O'Donnell. Smith, Rosie Smith, Rosie Smith.
3: <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. Her <laughs> <A> sister. <laughs>
1: is, Rosie O'Donnell's O'Donnell a famous uh, comedian. Lily
3: O'Donnell, the Smith. Daisy. Daisy. Her sister's called Daisy? Of oh, the Lotties oh, yes. and Totties. And the uh, Lotties yeah. and Totties.
1: Ow! She's one of them then? Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: No, right, she right, wasn't.
3: My right. well, sister, but a sister is.
1: Right, right. Well, I don't want to be getting on the wrong side of that. Mm. uh... What was her name? I forget her name now. Is Fletcher. Fletcher. I don't want oh. to be getting on the wrong side of that Fletcher. She's a beautiful and terrifying woman.
3: Mm. Mm. She is beautiful and terrifying.
1: Yeah, I ain't getting on her bad side. Mm. Now I know she's Lotties and Totties. You were. Uh, you send someone over, maybe, yeah?
3: We can, we can arrange that. But uh, what else can you tell us about the body, other what? than the missing lungs?
1: Why do you want to know?
3: Uh, any any blunt trauma? Was she killed with the cut, or was she already dead when the cut happened?
1: I see, I see. Um, She definitely wasn't dead when the cut happened. She was definitely alive. Oh. And uh,
3: Any signs of struggle?
1: She uh, definitely had uh, <laughs> struggle.
3: Struggle, I, 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 for anybody?
1: Just, for everyone listening, <laughs> Charles gave a good, like, a burlesque titty jiggle. When <laughs> shimmy shimmy that. shake.
3: <laughs> oh no, don't take me. No, 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 no.
1: No, because are very serious. She, uh, she definitely had uh, signs of uh, wrist being tied. Ooh,
3: I have a very important question. Right? Any puncture marks, especially near the neck?
1: Uh, not that i found. And if you give him five minutes, he'll have a quick look.
3: Oh, yes, uh, please. Uh, one of my patients uh, had a puncture mark, left him in a uh, frozen state.
1: I see. Not well, my handiwork. Hmm. Well, he it, it looks her over. No, I, I can't find nothing like that. But uh, she's a bit stiff, but that's a rig, oh, rigor mortis, isn't it? Mm, of course. Uh, I don't think she, uh, I don't think she had the same thing you're... Uh, your patience got
3: okay so she w- oh, okay 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 hold on hold on i'm getting this so one person held her down the other person opened her up it's had a,
1: she had a wrist oh she
3: had a wrist bound mm-hmm. okay
1: probably like this
3: okay yes so probably open it mm. oh, she had, she had, okay and her feet bound. um sure yeah okay so hmm, the first they carried her like a sack of potatoes it's a terrible way to talk about somebody who just died. Uh, and then they opened her while she's still alive, took the lungs out.
1: Then she exsanguinated.
3: But you don't think the shock of being open just killed her?
1: Well, pretty much. Well, like, you have shock, yeah, but then she basically bled out.
3: Oh. Merde.
1: She might have bled... She might have bled out before the lungs even came out, you know? Mm. She might have passed out before the, the ribs fully came out, but... Mm. Uh, she definitely wasn't dead before they started the process.
0: Where? We, 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 we. Who brought her in? Coppers. You know which ones?
1: Hmm. Some, uh, some coppers from the.
2: Police cops.
1: <laughs> some coppers from the Westminster. Where did we say that the body was found?
0: Um, was it? It, was... it was opposite Westminster.
1: Yeah. Some coppers from the Westminster district.
0: Mm. I was asking, uh, I similar. Like if he knows, if he knows specifically, who it was, was, was it the, was it the detectives, or was it just like,
3: if he knows which nose? Mm. Uh, okay,
1: in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, uh, just for speed. He's got paperwork for her, for like the, si- the sign off when she came in. You've got the the n- the number of the district, which is Westminster. You've got two names of two cops. And they're extremely generic names like John Smith, mm-hmm. which you can probably assume is a fake name.
0: But that was just a very common name. It
2: might be a real name. <laughs> One uh, was Detective Incognito, and you don't know what was. Officer Anonymous. Do, did you
4: need names? <laughs> I got names.
1: How generic can you go, Erica? Generic? Hmm. Yeah, like the most, John like, this is a Eric. fake name, generic. John,
0: Eric. John Johnson. His name is John Eric.
3: John Smith and John Johnson.
1: Alan Taylor is pretty generic. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that, that could be a name. I'm thinking, like, it's something that's so generic that it's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Eric Johnson Johnsonson. Eric Erickson? John- yes, yes.
3: Johnson Johnson and Eric Erickson. I love it. There's your alliteration. It's the same thing twice. <laughs>
1: Isn't that what you've always wanted, Lloyd?
3: <laughs> the perfect alliteration.
1: So basically you've got paperwork from the police, but it's very suspicious, those names that have been given.
0: Mm-hmm. And you copied some paperwork.
2: I is this did. Like a, I'm, not, well, I'm not with you currently, though, so... Yeah. Are we speaking um,
0: out of character? <laughs> can not take this with me?
1: You can make a copy. I can't give you this. This is a, a, a official uh, Andover procedure. I'm going to be right bother if I lose any of this paperwork, but make a copy, um, by by all means.
3: Do you want me to make a copy? Yeah. I'm only on my seventh drink.
1: Lloyd
0: <laughs> <laughs> snatches his, his, his liquor back.
3: <laughs> it's not mine, it's Piotr's. <laughs> <laughs> I know where he hides his stash.
1: <laughs> you what?
3: What? <laughs> How long have you been playing games, friend? <laughs> um yeah yeah make a copy scribble 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 <laughs> <laughs> anything else one of us must do the good police work i mean uh, investigation work
1: i don't know if there's much more no. to find
3: okay uh uh uh, uh Piotr, my good friend uh, before i fall over on the table and you cut me open um, if you find out any more bodies with missing body parts please we are very interested we think uh, there is uh, something uh, nefarious at foot, currently.
1: Oh, wow, sinister.
3: I know, I used a lot of words with that one. I was very proud.
1: <laughs> and after seven drinks in an all.
3: Mm-hmm, eight now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will be going, and we will send uh, the person to pick up the body, if you can sew so up.
1: Oh yeah, now I know it's Lotties and Totties, I'll, uh, I'll make a right presentable. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be on their good side, yeah?
3: Yeah, yes, uh, good plan. Uh, Lloyd, uh, how about we go to uh, where they went and get a few more drinks? <laughs>
5: <laughs> what a
4: lush you are. Apparently, Jacques is a drunk.
3: <laughs> today, he yes, yes, <laughs> today, yes.
1: You didn't even have to make a fear check or anything no. right now. You're just voluntarily drinking <laughs> oh, yourself yes. into a stupor.
3: Well, I think we'd be better
0: off getting you a proper drink. You just guzzled half a gallon of fucking
1: formaldehyde.
3: <laughs> 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 I thought it smelled
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> it smells awful. Ugh. All
5: right.
1: Pietra says All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll keep you updated, send the loties and totties along. But uh, if that's all, I, uh, I've got quite a few more bodies to take care of, so. Mm. Can I help see you with anything else?
3: Uh, uh, roll the man cigarette. Yeah. Merci.
1: And And uh, give me it right here.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Light it up. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, alright. Uh, see you a plus, later.
3: A plus, mon ami. Adieu. Ciao. <laughs>
1: and we cut back over to the Gentle Thems Club.
2: What was going on here? You found <laughs> it was a book. Maeve had, had just
1: come running in after the incident, and you had found this book on the Indian stuff, and you had found a bunch of books on uh, references to milk sacrifice, milk offerings. Right, sacrifice, offering. <laughs> milk <laughs> milk
2: sacrifice. <laughs> um, Can I take a look at the book with the sword and see if it reveals anything more about?
1: So this this book in general is uh, talking about. Th- not talking about the artifacts in general but it's talking about theory of um, objects that have um, like intense history and how that is something that is theorized to be what attaches um supernatural entities to them like some things can be very old and some things can be very beloved but it doesn't necessarily mean in this theory that entities will attach themselves to them there are theories in that things that are used in great battles or that uh, are used in um, life-changing moments um, for a person who wields an item that they can become attached to them in the same way that there's theories of spirits become attached to a place, maybe where they died, or where they had great attachment to. Um, this author theorizes that this is also how uh, entities maybe become attached to um, objects rather than locations. And it talks it's talking about these specific artifacts uh, from India. Um, in that they have very particular histories um, and they have rumours about them in their mythology, let's say.
2: Okay. And does anything I read uh, appear to make a connection between the use of of this sword, for example, and something to do with the case in so much as... Uh, the details of the case, the missing people, the missing organs. Am I finding any anything that sparks a connection there?
1: Specifically with this um, sword, I would say no. But what you can take away from this book, if this theory is to be believed, what you have understood from um, the exhibit is, for example, you can extrapolate that the sound of hoofs Um, in the exhibit when you have this painting if this theory was one that you could follow through on this could be an attachment to that does that make sense?
2: yeah yeah. so what you're saying is many of the items in the museum could in fact be haunted by some kind of spirit that's been attached to them
4: yes and I mean Maeve did a seance in there she knows that there's multiple spirits in that room So
2: our question is, uh, which is the spirit that is causing these disappearances and which artifact is it connected to?
4: But you know what we have? We have keys. We do have keys. I have have not forgotten that I have keys.
2: I think it's time we go back to the museum.
4: I concur. But also I'm taking the books with me.
1: (laughs) I was actually going to say that Barnabas would approach you and ask you if you wanted to take the books with you because you were so interested in them so taking them with them i think them with you i think is a very good idea she will check
4: them out of the library as it were Uh,
2: so maeve what, what what do we think we have learned here today i think we're dealing with an entity that has attached itself to one of the items in the museum
4: Yes, I could have told you that for my seance, though.
2: I know, but I'm thinking things through here. Just give me, give me a minute to catch up.
4: Okay. Uh, <laughs> she looks at her watch. Um, her pocket watch. So. I think it's not just a spirit. I think there's human involvement here.
2: Why do you think that?
4: Because of Mr. Baker. Spirits Cosmetic. can't stab you with a syringe.
2: That's... Well, I wouldn't put it past them. I would say it would certainly be unusual.
4: No spirit I know would act in such a way.
2: Well, I've seen a few.
4: That's. And why would any rejected. ancient Indian spirit do such a thing? So
2: now we're saying we it's think that it's an modern. ancient Indian spirit.
4: Well, They're Indian artifact.
2: Yes, but we're assuming that... The spirit, is, the, 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 the spirit we're after is connected to one of these artefacts when it could be connected to any artefact in the entire museum.
4: Oh, that's fair.
2: They weren't all Indian artefacts, were they?
1: The only one, the, the ones, ones in the
4: central exhibit were, the, but mm-hmm. there was also two other exhibits. The, I was going to say only the ones in the special exhibit. Right.
2: And there was milk offerings not just in that exhibit.
4: There was milk in each... Room of the exactly.
2: Museum. So I feel we may be jumping to a conclusion to assume that it is connected to an Indian artifact. When in fact it You're we don't right. know it how long be. this has been going on at all. But what about
3: the book?
4: You're not there. I'm still of the mind that a syringe is too modern for a spirit attached to anything in that museum. I would to tend
2: use. to agree with you and we have a similarity in the types of offerings that are left out Um, which brings us back to well maybe um miss Milner was putting out the offerings that she knew to put out from her childhood in the countryside and it just so happened that those offerings worked for this entity
4: yes perhaps or there's brownies in the museum
2: I didn't smell any baking. <laughs> um, and that is where we are. That's where I am with my deductions.
4: That you didn't smell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, have you anything? Did your did your studies enlighten you in any other way?
4: I have a book that speaks specifically about milk offerings for brownies. Um, which are a type of basin from the British Isles and uh, I also have a book about milk offerings in Indian spirituality so both of these could be either. I don't know. We'd have to go investigate the museum again which is why I would like to go back to the museum today. I
2: agree. I think uh
1: what time of day is it? All of
2: our answers are there.
1: So we're ta- looking about four thirty, five p.m. now. So we're getting late in the day. You guys can go to the museum, but you don't have a lot of time.
5: <laughs>
1: well, Maeve would want to leave now. I mean, I'm not going yeah. to stop you from doing your stuff at the museum. I'm not going to cock block you. But just so you know, uh, if you're going to go to the museum, now is the time. And you can do all the stuff you need to do at the museum. I won't stop you. Yeah, yeah, that's but fine. I'm saying Maeve wouldn't
4: sit here and have a drink. She'd yeah,
1: get up get and up. No, go. No, 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 no. But more like, this is, I'm imagining this is like a 15, 20 minute interaction of you like discussing what you've found together. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Whilst like, and during this time, you're not sitting and waiting, but during this time, these guys will turn up. So as Maeve and Connor are sitting and uh, discussing their finds, um, there is a... <clears throat> Behind them, and you turn around and you see Barnabas, and he says, My sincerest apologies, sir, madam. Uh, you have some callers downstairs, they are waiting for you in reception one Dr. de Beauregard and one Lloyd.
2: And they're on the property. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I showed them into the waiting room downstairs. You so. have
2: made a grave error, my good friend Barnabas. Those <laughs> men are scoundrels and con artists. Get them out of this building immediately.
4: <laughs> con
2: it's a, I, I do this all the time. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe it, he's gonna, stroll, they're going to think
1: it's, think droll, it's hilarious. <laughs> Oof. You you do jests, sir. Always in good spirits.
2: We we'll, we we'll, we'll, uh, we'll head down to them directly, Barnabas. We were about to leave anyway.
1: Can I take these books, Barnabas? Very good, sir. Yes, Madame. Um, usually we do not lend to non-members, but since you are you are with um, our very esteemed men, can member, I become O'Leary. a member? What would be the
4: prerequisite to become
1: a member?
2: There is a hazing process.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I immediately don't want to be a member. (laughs) With uh, multiple references from existing members, yes, madame, that could be arranged.
4: I look at Connor. Connor.
2: Uh, Connor looks at the bookshelf
1: <laughs> how did
4: you get in
2: um how did I get in I in fact um hmm I oh, oh oh I think um you can you can be gift you can you can inherit a membership a past member can uh, leave them to your in their will and um I was left a membership in the will of...
1: (gasps) Oh, oh! should we say it's Penelope Winford's mother? Yes, we shall. And that's why Penelope Winford likes you. Yes, there we go. Because her mother held you dearly.
2: Yes. What's Penelope Winford's mother's name? How did Penelope Winford get
0: access?
1: If. She is, so we we established last time that she has access mostly because she's a Winford and she's anti-SSPP and she's a cat burglar who steals their books and donates them to oh, yeah. the club.
2: And her mother's name is... Erika? <laughs> Penelope. Crudacious.
1: <laughs> Penelope. Well,
2: I gave you the opening. Go and give us a name. But give no, us a no, name. And it's got, to, it's got
1: to be aristocratic. There's got to be at least four names in
2: Catalina. it. Catalina.
1: Four names? Yeah. <laughs> A name, double barrel, and a surname.
3: All alliterations.
1: No. (laughs) I'm done with alliterations. Uh,
4: Rosanna, Mina, uh, really two middle names? Yeah, Rosanna, Mina something, Mm. maybe Winford.
0: Mina, Catalina.
4: Sure, Catalina. Um, You guys- Carrington. Pardon? Harrington for Harrington. the
1: Harrington. You guys are so good at aristocratic names. <laughs> <laughs> like how this is like three Spanish or like a, a Latin <laughs> names in Harrington. <laughs> Great. So you inherited your memberships from Rosalina Mina Catarina Harrington. <laughs> Listen.
3: It was an arranged mother marriage.
1: Was Spanish. Her father was a British dude. Well, her father was clearly a Winford yeah. because it's Penelope Winford, but Rosalina kept her original name, so she must be the daughter of still a British person. Anyway, it's kind of now.
0: That's just her first name.
1: Also, I said Rosanna. You said Rosanna? Okay. Okay, so you guys head downstairs into the little waiting room at the front oh, door yes. where please, you guys are waiting. Please
3: tell me they walk in and they hear this. All I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> is Bodicea. Red hair. Mm? Our new friend, Maeve McKinsey. red hair. I'm
4: standing right here.
3: Oh, hello, darling. <laughs> Rosie, red hair. Victoria Black, red hair. For 2% of the population.
1: Victoria Black does not have red hair. Oh, no. She, she has, has silver black hair. And... You def- you defined that she has silver hair.
3: Oh, I did, I did, I did. Who else had black hair? What about the, the leader of the Lotis and Totties?
1: She has black hair. She
3: has black hair. Mm. All I'm saying is, for two percent, that's sixty uh, percent of of the important. Be- oh no! What about the uh, soldier? Chuck, why have you taken off your shoes?
2: <laughs> and why have you taken off your socks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it helps me
3: think. Don't don't mess with the process.
1: Maybe Look, it's disgusting. <laughs> <doing> <Yeah. laughs>
3: I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> the, the, uh, Barnabas is there like over his arm. Like he's got the two socks like folded <laughs> over his arms.
4: <laughs> Maeve is that meme that says I am surrounded by idiots underneath. That's what Mave
3: looks like right now. <laughs> now, any do you think that's somehow connected to the body parts?
4: Are we really having this conversation in the lobby of a gentle
1: Thumbs club?
2: Yeah, Barnabas nice. is Bar- Barnabas is very uh, of a very nervous disposition. You can't be talking about this in front of Barnabas. There's
1: <is> a <clears throat> from behind you.
3: Yes, my good man, uh, lead me to your nearest couch. Uh I will You
1: are sitting on it, sir.
3: Oh, wait, I'm sitting? Wait, I'm sitting? I thought we're standing. Yeah, you guys are in a
1: waiting you're sitting in the waiting room. Oh. Uh yes, sir, you are sitting on it.
3: Oh. Then uh, I takes his yeah, I take my little straw hat and I pop it on my head as it's Lloyd, I need Lloyd. to recover.
4: How much has he had to drink?
0: Well he's had about five and and the rest.
2: Uh, it's not how much, it's what? <laughs> I spent a bit too long
4: watching Connor, the body. Connor, this is a problem
2: uh it, it, it's it's not a problem at all don't worry mccracken uh, wake up Jacques. <laughs> and mccracken jumps up on your chest and delivers an almighty face licking
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes this is what i live for this is what i live for <laughs> <laughs> I say <laughs> shaking the dog and rubbing him all over. Ah, but I don't know about you guys. Ah, just, just face with
4: Mabel's absolutely disgusted.
3: <laughs> I stand up and I say uh, merci, capitaine. I feel uh, sober again. Well,
2: what that are we a doing?
4: Magic dog. We,
2: <laughs> we, <laughs> we are headed for. We are calling a cab because well, we too. have a place to be. My God!
3: Who stole my socks? <laughs> Barnaby, you old fiend! <laughs> Merci. Mm-hmm. Let's go. There's-
1: very, very good. <laughs>
3: There's no time to be wasted.
1: I can't.
2: <laughs> socks first, Jack. If yes, you put so- the <laughs> shoes on first, you're gonna have to say that old problem again. Put
1: shoes on first, then socks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I know so what I'm doing We have a dramatic uh, like montage cutscene Of you guys in a carriage like Speeding across London
3: <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs>
1: we see the goblins
3: we saw before?
1: Uh, if you wish, what do you want to see from the carriage?
3: Uh, what were the goblins doing before? <laughs> Those are people jumping out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They,
1: were,
0: they
3: were unfastening the
0: wheels from a carriage or something.
1: No, they, they were cutting the bridle of a horse oh to set the gosh. horse free.
3: Well, now now I want them to be cutting the wheels. <laughs> just, just, just goblins desecrating cars left and right. Yeah. Or chariots or whatever you want to call them. It's
1: a fucking epidemic.
2: Indeed it is. <laughs> there wouldn't be many chariots. No, I guess not. <laughs> That's a good point. What do you call them? <laughs> Carriages.
1: Carriages.
3: Carriages. Yeah, but in French, we call it chariots so or whatever. It's perfect. <laughs>
1: so we have a dramatic uh, uh, car scene. Not really car chase, but car driving scene. I put some exciting music on this. Hoo, 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 you yes. hoo, ducking and diving through Ooh. the streets in the carriage. Grrr, screeching around will, will, corners. You're going to make Maeve sick. With yeah. all this jostling, yes, we, can, we get. Can we...
2: Jacques roll to see if he pukes? No, <laughs> no. Oh my no. God,
1: please don't puke. No, but we 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 stop outside the museum, and Maeve is definitely carsick. Mm. She gets out of the vehicle, and she looks like she's going to faint. So you uh, guys arrive at the Belgrave Square Museum. I, I lean
3: over and I say, Mademoiselle, would you like smelling salts?
2: They're his socks don't. No,
1: <laughs> <of course not. laughs> my god,
2: what kind of doctor do it take me for? He calls it sock finger. Do, <laughs> do not, not smell so- that <laughs> finger.
3: No, actually, actually, I'm... a smelling socks would be one of the few things that a doctor would carry with him at all times.
1: So, you guys get out of the carriage. The sun is starting to go down a little bit over the rooftops. Mm.
3: This, is, this is like last time, no? This is like yesterday. This is about this time we arrived, no?
1: No, no, no. You arrived at noon the day before.
3: Oh. Uh, We spent a long time.
4: (laughs) Once Maeve breathes deeply of the smelling salts and gets her bearings, Um, she... Smelling salts. Oh,
3: merci! <laughs> I got scared. I thought. Not I, to
4: be confused. I said smelling socks. No socks.
3: I heard smelling socks, and I was like, oh, smells. Salt. <laughs> salts. <laughs> merci, merci. Good, good, good. Jesus
4: Christ. Um, Let's after Maeve gets be going. her bearings, she's gonna run up the stairs and knock and see if there's anybody inside the museum to answer the door so
1: first of all as you go up the stairs you can already see there is a police officer at the door
4: is it somebody that connor knows Mm.
2: did i get a did i get a letter from detective inspector chief inspector detective lazar that would be like please extend all
1: you didn't ask for one no. i feel like i did I listened it to it this afternoon. Maybe I missed it, but I don't think he did. Like you Fair got enough. you got um a uh, an officer to go through the documents with right. you. Right. But not free access to scene.
0: I remember him just saying that if he found
2: anything he'd send it your way. But right, that was okay. like two
0: hours ago in game, so.
2: Do we know of a side entrance to the museum?
4: There is no side entrance. Is the officer someone Connor knows? No. Is the officer
3: someone Lloyd knows?
1: Do you want to roll
3: for that load? Uh, do it. Well, I actually have a bit of an ability that says I can make
0: up NPCs. Oops. So <laughs> I, yes,
5: <laughs> yes, it's on the
0: character sheet.
1: But I, because of the scenario that's going on that you don't know about, I want to make you roll for it.
0: Okay, I'm gonna get rid of that ability because we just make up NPCs anyway. Seems like a waste.
1: That's yeah. I mentioned that uh, right at the beginning. Um, I think you freely exchange it for whatever you want. It's fine. What do I roll? Oh. I've got a name ready. You're gonna tell me
0: or the GM? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, then I'm not gonna. Then, then let's not roll for it. Next session, you decide that you have another talent. Um, I'm gonna say that you don't know this person. Okay. Just because I know what's going on, and it would fit the scenario better if you didn't. Uh.
4: All right. <sighs> well, if nobody knows him, Maeve is just gonna walk up and say, uh, "Hello, I wasn't expecting a police officer here.
1: Um, what going on?" Yes. I wasn't expecting no uh, extra visitors to the museum a day.
4: I'm a medium. They called my office, asked for assistance. There's been ghosty things happening here, apparently. She gives him a very charming smile.
1: You guys have to get into the museum, so I'm not going to make you roll for it. But you just just know that there is a policeman on the door. He's just going to raise his eyebrow at you and be like hmm as you walk in as
3: the, the door is open to the museum
1: it's not locked
3: ah okay, okay okay it's
1: closed
4: but it's not locked
3: ah oh interesting
4: um if he's not stopping her maybe will open the door mm-hmm. and gesture for her companions to uh, join her uh, and bonjour, come bonjour
3: monsieur <laughs> I say passing
0: by act like you belong here mm. and when Lloyd walks past he regards the cops he's doing a
2: great job Gav hmm <laughs> I just go, <laughs> constable.
1: He mm. gives you kind of like a squinty eye. Which, for a man of your station, is not proper.
2: Oh. Stop for a second and stare back at him.
1: And he stares right back.
2: Oh, I smile at him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is taking far too long. No, <laughs> he's, no, he's, no. He's, and then I
1: walk in. He is unmoved.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry,
3: man. Uh, I do that
2: thing where you like, I'm not touching you I'm not touching
1: you
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I I take note of it and step into the mm. museum
1: so you guys are all standing in the reception
3: is there anybody in the reception where my good uh, friend and patient Mr. Baker Mr. Baker used to be
1: no but there are you can hear people in the uh, west in the Roman exhibit. You can hear um, muttering of low voices and some chattering. The chattering you can identify as probably is Prattleton. From the central exhibit you can see Davenport and Winford. They're stood behind some of the uh, display cases in front of the elephant. From the east, you can hear some kind of almost like whining noise that sounds somewhat feminine. And scene. That's where we'll leave it for today. Folks, if you enjoyed this please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice it'll help spread the word and also help others to find us too if you have any comments questions or just want to connect with us on twitter you can you can find us at at Podcast we'd love to hear from you the Tales of Podcast crew are Erica as Maeve McKenzie you can reach her on twitter with at underscore Erica Fabio as Connor O'Leary Charles as Jacques de Beauregard. Mike as Lloyd Everyone else and sound design was by me, Jan You can reach me on Twitter with at that last All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use Further the details can be found in the show notes <laughs> See you next episode! I do get referred to as Janina a lot now in Germany. I don't know why that. No. Though I will also say, though, I've always said, when I first came to Germany, I, had a, I was working in translation, so it was people from all different European countries, and some people struggled with Jan, mm. and some people struggled with Janine, so I was mm. like, I'd only ever gone by Jan, so I was like, Wh- whatever, whatever's fine. But the French guys, they were like... Janine? Uh, Janine.
3: Uh, we Janine. go for some
1: drinks tonight? Mm. Janine? It's,
0: it's, i was like, it's, it's sexy we no? can
1: go wherever you want baby Where? just as long as you keep talking to me like that <laughs> janine
0: mm. i do love french accents i yes. got the biggest
3: fucking crush on my french barber holy shit
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> in your current your barber. man
4: crush
3: yeah.
4: man crush monday uh, oh,
3: okay. h- h- how about uh jack's accent <laughs> No, it's a bit rough. No, right? it is, isn't
0: it? It's a bit shite. <laughs> it's not the same. When you got, no. like, a barber softly speaking in what your you? ear while he's, like, feeling up your beard and Are shit. Are you doing a French accent? It gets me all flustered <laughs> just thinking about it.
4: Did you just now notice that?
3: <laughs> I, d- I think it's more of oh. a... Uh... I thought we were Italian. <laughs>
0: he's
4: American, <laughs> actually. I, don't know. I,
5: don't know. It's, it's I
3: thought I was Canadian.
1: What's the what's French barber like?
0: Uh, he is he's very attractive is he's he's he single older, is
3: what Janine is asking yeah he is hey, hey set, I, a, I set, set a gal him. up
1: no 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 no, no. I, was, I was just trying to more picture the scene because uh, Mike seemed to be very much enjoying reliving this moment whilst you're all talking over him so I I wanted to to hear a bit more about it
3: Jacques never talked over people proceed <laughs> never
0: <laughs> uh yeah, yeah he's a bit older he's very much single because I already asked uh <laughs> 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 you know, not, not it was like it was it was sly. It, it, the conversation <laughs> came up. I didn't it wasn't the first thing I asked him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got like salt and pepper hair, like yeah. really well groomed, as you'd expect from a barber. He's got he Our speaks friend. very very softly. Very softly, but very deep. Like gets right in, in your ear. Oh
5: dude. <laughs> I'm taking notes for my character (laughs) right now.